could talk about pink tacos. <laughs> they're all pink, man. <laughs> I think the pink's a little redundant. Yeah, they're all pink. <laughs> On the inside, at least. <laughs> You spend a lot of time yeah. on Discord? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot less now, but used to be a lot more. For like, uh, all I've ever known it for is this stuff. I only use it for recording podcasts. <laughs> I don't really follow any communities or like video games. I think it's big in the gamer community, but. Yeah, that's what I use it for. Um, many other people I've met on here. What games do you play? Um, currently, none. I'm, I'm not really playing anything right now. Okay. Uh, I, I used to be big into a game called uh, Rust. That was a good game, but just died down for me. Okay. It's just like, as you get older, it's one of those things that fade away, or it's like other things are taking priority right now? Uh, I think it's both, to be honest. No. Yeah. Uh, I used to play video games all the time, too. Uh, I was always a console guy, so... <laughs> uh, never, yeah. I don't know if Discord is on, like, uh, PlayStation, but... Um, yeah, and the way I play... Look, there is one video game that... I cannot have, otherwise I would be playing it all the time. Um, it's racing simulators, basically. It's like, for some reason, I oh, just okay. lose so much time just doing the same track time trials and just, like, trying to shave a tenth of a second off my time. I don't know what it is, but... Yeah. 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 I started on consoles. Okay, and then... That's where I started. Well, so then what brought you to the PC? Uh, just the, the amount of options they had on here. You know, with Steam not being pay to play online like many consoles are now like i started on the xbox 360 and you had get xbox live play online there and then i switched over to the ps4 which again you had to pay to play online and then i got big into uh computer programming and technology and all that kind of stuff so i looked into getting a computer and that's what brought me to uh steam basically so video games it's weird how they've transitioned over time I remember like getting super excited about a new NC4 game, and then now there's all these like DLCs and all these ways can just charge you for every little thing, nickel and diming all these gamers, yeah. knowing these gamers are gonna pay anyways. So it's just like, man, I don't know, I don't know if it like sort of took the accessibility away from from gaming. Sixty dollars a game yeah. plus DLCs, and then now I guess you gotta pay for uh, online access. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm on consoles, you, you do. So you transitioned to PC, and yep. you got into programming. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's uh, something I like doing. It's I don't know. I don't know about you, but when I I was younger, I used to uh, go into my dad's office and he would be programming something used to uh, build websites and sell them. So that's kind of where I started. He always told me that I, I should get into it, which when I was younger, I never understood it, but. Now I'm big into it like he is. Is it mostly just web apps or are you are you doing some like other kind of stuff? Um, right now I'm not really making anything. I tried game development. Okay. Uh, I haven't ever released anything. Everything I have is personal use, but uh, currently uh, in class for computer science. So yeah. learning uh, different languages there. Yeah, because like, uh, I got into software later in life. Uh, I started off as a mechanical engineer. Um, okay. And, and so, you know, here's the crazy thing. <laughs> like, it, you said you're in school, so enjoy school while it lasts, because, like, outside of it, yeah. in terms of, like, the opportunity to, like, stimulate your mind and try challenging things, unless you're lucky enough to work in, like, R&D, but even then that comes with a lot of boredom. 
like the working world it's it's a lot of like do it like we did it last time just a little bit better and so you can imagine doing that every day sitting behind a desk and you're like oh man yeah. i don't know that's the way i was <laughs> i was just like oh we could do this thing and maybe we could make it more efficient and easier to use and they're like nah just do it like we did last time <laughs> just like all right yeah. this is boring <laughs> it's fucking boring man and i was just like oh i felt my soul getting like crushed every day i ended up having to leave it because it kind of killed my spirit for at least pure mechanical engineering and then made tra some transitions okay. and now i'm like doing software uh, at least on my own and one yeah. of the things i've realized is like <laughs> building for other people is like 10 times harder than just building for yourself and so there's all these yeah. like oh man it's crazy it's crazy but it comes down yeah. with all the deadlines and expectations N not e not even just making it usable just no? putting stuff out okay. there makes it so much harder because like you know like if you build like something for personal use you know exactly how it works yeah. you know how to format your inputs and what to expect as outputs oh, yeah. and you can like you, you can deal with it because you know how it was built, right? But a yeah. user has no clue. <laughs> so they're going to mess it up in some way. There's going to be all these hiccups in the way they use the software or even just distributing it. I'm going through this right now with Mac apps, uh, Apple for... for okay. Yeah. yeah, and like you can't just develop some software and send it to people. There's you have to get it like code signed and notarized by Apple before you can even send it Apple, to people. Yeah. And, and that's a whole process in itself. I'm just like they don't make this shit easy, man. <laughs> they don't. No. It's a pain in the ass. So, but yeah. the one thing I do like about software is like, and then obviously when you're learning something new, um, it's always like making all the mistakes until you realize until you really understand it. And so yeah. once you do, it's like the next project is so much easier. Yeah. And I'm curious to see where computer uh, science is going to go with this AI. Have you tried using it? A big, not for computer programming, no. I haven't done much with that. Um, I'm just curious to see where it's going to go. I wouldn't be surprised if it eventually takes over and removes the need for jobs in computer science. Yeah, we'll see. But, we'll see. Like I've tried at, yeah. like when I was learning something. And I was like, all right, could you explain this to me? Because I'm not quite sure I understand the structure of this, this framework here. And yeah. <laughs> it gave me dated information. And so the, the problem with software, I think, um, is that there's constant changes to it, too. So, like, maybe, like, yeah. um, third-party APIs constantly, like, maybe they'll release a new version or something, and it works different from, it'll break the old one. And so then you go into ChatGPT, I tried it, just like, hey, explain this to me. And it's giving me old data yeah. or and I'm just like, okay, so it doesn't really know. And then that's where I think you still kind of, you still as the user have to know the stuff. It can definitely yeah. give you some shortcuts for sure. But, and so that's, I think it's just going to make everyone who knows the stuff, um, just sort of like a, like a tool um, that expands your capability and your speed, not actually like doing yeah. the work for you. So I think it's like a, it'll be a good addition, I think in the long term for yeah, it's definitely becoming a tool for yeah. people to use. I know it's crazy because like my brother, he doesn't really like writing much, but he has to send emails all the time. <laughs> so I'll just go to chat okay. and just ask it to write a letter. It's like, make it sound good. <laughs> it just doesn't. <laughs> and then he sends it. You know what I'm thinking? Like, uh, because I've been experimenting with TikTok shop and I've been getting messages from like, because it's a sizable account. And so people are like, hey, promote this yeah. product, promote that product. And I'm reading these messages. I'm like, 
I honestly, I I would bet 60, 70% of them are ChatGPT messages, or at least constructed by ChatGPT. There's a sounding to it that's just like, I don't know if a human actually wrote this. Yeah, I think that's a a big thing now. TikTok's a weird place. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with you on that. (laughs) Yeah, you're a a Twitch guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so what's it like on (laughs) Twitch? I feel like you can get away with way more there than you can on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the TikTok chat's not fun. You get like chat banned for saying something that nothing wrong. So yeah, yeah I've I don't been, know. I've been banned from TikTok a few times, or the live has been uh, a few times. It's usually like algorithmic, but every now and then, like it'll eh, whatever. But then uh, I'm just wondering, like with Twitch, I don't spend much time on it other than like on Sundays when I do the streaming. So is it true yep. that there's just a bunch of simps on there? Um, it's hard for me to answer. I don't spend a crazy amount of time on Twitch. I just okay. prefer it over TikTok. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. If I had to take a guess, I feel like certain areas of the platform, if that makes sense. There's there's a lot of weird stuff on there. I will I will admit that there's a lot of weird stuff on Twitch, and I bet you could probably also find a, a lot of weird stuff on TikTok. But I think any platform you go to, there will be some sort of simps to an extent. Yeah, um, I know because uh, I think. I don't know. Every now and then I'll see like a TikTok video of like, because my feed just shows me a bunch of like social media stuff um, every now and then. Yeah. What Was it like <clears throat> Aiden? Is Aiden the guy who was the big guy on, on Twitch? He Ooh. was one of them. Yeah. Okay. Aiden Ross. Yeah. And then I guess, I don't know. I think it would be a funny like documentary slash drama story of like the streaming platforms and their competition and the drama that happens like aiden ross was on twitch i don't know if he still is yep. but then he is um i'm not sure to be honest i know he's on kick now a lot which yeah i think he switched over to kick uh, i know many streamers are now because that's where the money is yeah because i know twitch was changing a lot of their terms and services yeah. and uh I know I'm, I'm I know um they don't acknowledge a lot of their streamers that are on there. What do you mean? Compared to um I remember seeing some videos on some streamers on there where they had to decide between Twitch, YouTube or Kick and um one of the big factors for that was Kick was or sorry Twitch was um not acknowledging like how much money they've made for them or like congratulating them um you know for being their their top maker in this amount of time sort of thing. So um, compared to the other platforms where, you know, they acknowledge that this person has done this for them and they want to congratulate them for it. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, like I like reading a lot of like startup stories and one of them is Twitch, uh, how they got started. And I don't know, do you remember the whole Fousey stream 24 hours constant? Like, was that a thing on Twitch or I was seeing it on other platforms, but no, I don't remember that. Yeah, so I guess he was, like, streaming 24 hours, uh, basically his whole life, constant. The camera would just always be on, and I guess he was streaming to the kick. And, okay. you know, all these people were like, oh, my God, he's really changing the game. He took it to a whole other level, blah, blah, blah. And then, I'm, and then I'm thinking, it's like, these kids are so young because they don't understand. This was, this isn't new. The That's how Twitch started as a 24-hour live stream of Justin Khan when it was formerly Justin TV. And that was the, that was the idea. Okay. Yeah, and it's crazy like how that founding team um, of what became Twitch were way ahead of their time. 
Like, we're talking decades, at least a decade ahead of their time. And, I don't know, it got me thinking a, a lot about timing and how, like, if you're way, yeah. if you're living too far into the future, people won't get it and it'll be a grind. And how timing is the most, probably one of the most important things with anything you do. It's just yeah. crazy. So, it's like, oh man, it would be funny to just talk to Justin and be like, have you seen this Fusi guy doing what you did 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like how do, how are trolls treated normally on Twitch? Um, I wouldn't know too much to be honest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they seem surprising, but, uh, most of the time they, they'll just remove you. Oh, for real? Just, yeah. Yeah. They'll just remove you. If they won't say anything, they'll just, you'll just be gone. They'll just remove you from the stream. It's what's happened. My experience. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's why we stuck around with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Here's the thing. I, I always think when I mean, I think part of this game here, if you're gonna be putting your face out there speaking to people online, you kinda gotta be able to take it a little bit, you know? Like Yeah. And so like when I see these people are like, it's probably good advice if you just wanna grow and grow and I don't know. But like it's just part of the game. And so it's like it's just the internet culture is the thing I miss the most. The way it used to be where it was like raw and uncensored and like yeah, for a lot of people these days they're a little too soft for that. But I think the f the freedom of just being able to express yourself online. And then plus I think it's sort of yeah. a test. Like they're just testing just like will you fold? And a lot of people do and it's just like that's why I feel like I could run over any of these other content creators because they just, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's so weird. But yeah, I've actually talked with a handful and they're like, yeah, I just ban it. Or I, uh, yeah, where they just ban people all the time. They're like, ah, I don't want to deal with the hate. I don't want to deal with the hate. I'm just like, I mean, yeah. why'd you get into this then? <laughs> like, <laughs> haters hate. Yeah. That's just what they do. Or like, I like the trolls because I think at least the like yourself you guys say obviously some stuff gets you guys like to go in a certain direction sometimes it's like <laughs> it's all right whatever <laughs> but then yeah like i i feel it, i think i can have more honest conversations with like trolls than i can with like normal ass people who are like um i feel the average person censors themselves too much and so they're always afraid to speak their mind and at least with a troll, you know for sure they're just at least being honest. The one thing I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So it's like maybe we could build this army of trolls. And then, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be funny to put together. Just like, hey, we test people yeah. online. See if you're made, if you have skin for this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you kind of have to have skin for it, though, if you're, if you're expressing stuff online. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I feel like wherever you go, you're going to get some sort of hate from somebody. Yeah. I think that's a big part of online. People don't have to show their faces, still be able to say stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't understand, like, why. Because, like, the, the choice ends up becoming, like, all right, either if you don't want the hate, then you can't be at least public online, which means that's a choice. But you yeah. want to be public online, you want some clout, you don't. I don't understand why these people don't think it might come at a cost or might have to deal with certain things. Like, that's mm -hmm. that's just the game. And honestly, I, I'm not really, I don't really care for, like, clout or anything like that. Like, the only reason I started this podcast was, it was one of these things that came out of the pandemic. Like, I had a conversation with my sister and thought it was a pretty yeah. funny conversation, recorded it, and then uploaded it as a podcast. And boom, now we got a podcast. And so I was like, all right, next step is like, how do you grow a podcast? How do you grow an audience and get people to listen? 
and tried a few things. Social media seems like the easiest and most straightforward. So that's how I got into the social media thing. Before this, I was not on social media at all, bro. I don't like didn't do any of the clout, didn't do any of the posting the pictures or anything. None of it. None of it. And so it's like all this, I've been coming at it, approaching it as like maybe sort of like an engineer, just like, all right, here are problems I'm dealing with as far as growing a podcast or and then and then sort of just exploring all these different things, just realize maybe there's something bigger we can build here. Maybe like one. Yeah people who speak freely so that's the one thing i can't stand people who are like too safe so we attract those people and maybe build a large enough audience where i who are skeptical who questions maybe the things that they believe or things that we're supposed to believe right um and so at least have like some idea of like a free mind or at least attempt to It, it doesn't have to be any particular thing like i like conspiracy theorists like they're they're my favorite because it's like you can have this interesting conversation with them um which yeah. you can't really yeah. do with normal people um and then yeah if we can build an audience like that then then maybe we can all eat off of we're finding like-minded people and then bring people on to the podcast and be like hey you got anything to plug what, what are you working on and then if they're working on cool or interesting they can at least get that sort of start and we we've gotten a chance yeah. to like talk to uh, talk to a rapper, a guy who has a clothing brand, and stuff like that. Okay. So it's just like, you know, maybe we can actually make this useful for people. And then also useful for yeah. us, too. And so that was the idea. Now, it's grown beyond just a siblings podcast. So, And it's centered around me right now because, honestly, I don't have anybody else who... At least my siblings aren't really... Because <laughs> I'm a little too edgy, I guess, for them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I got two younger siblings. What's it like being the oldest? One of them, uh, difficult. Sometimes. <laughs> how, how so? Just the, uh, what's the word here? Like, uh, when uh, you're supposed to watch over them. Uh, how am I supposed to put this? Watching over them is not sometimes fun when they, they don't want to listen. Mm. Trying to get them to do something. Yeah. It can be difficult. They, <laughs> they know I don't have any actual authority over them, so. they more they they more see anything i say as as uh whether they want to do it or not so if that makes sense yeah yeah i have uh two younger so i'm the second of four and uh yeah i I was the one tutoring like the younger ones just like getting them to do things can be that are good for them that are good for them can be yeah yeah the struggle I remember. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but one of the cool things is as I got older, I realized like at some point I had to stop helping them um, or trying to guide them because they're 18 or older. They kind of have to like learn how to figure out things themselves. And so you get into this mode of like trying to help them or care for them, watch over them, and then eventually yeah. realize like maybe I, I can't do that anymore for their own sake. It's interesting though. Yeah. If I had to guess though, just based on maybe the way you've pronounced certain words. Are you Canadian? How'd you know? Yeah, see, Canadians, they have a way of speaking, man. <laughs> oh, man. That yeah. sucks. <laughs> what uh, sucks about that? I don't trust Canadians. <laughs> no? No, sir. Like, um, you? At, least, at least mainstream Canadians, I don't. I don't know. The Trudeau thing kind of like... That's funny, not gonna lie. <laughs> but I don't know. Oh. Like you wait, don't don't you think like Canadians have this like I don't know, do you find Canadians are 
very polite, but maybe you can't trust them? Um, I mean, it's definitely a stereotype. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would say we are polite. Um, it can't be hard to trust people sometimes. I mean, that's probably the same thing with anywhere you go. Uh, you know, yeah, that's edgy true. People. I don't know. I've been to Canada a couple times, and I haven't had any like bad experiences directly. But I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. Like they're almost too nice, you know. And it's just like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe just a, like a big clash with like the American attitude, and I could I could see that being a thing. Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. How do you like Canada? <laughs> Honestly, not bad. I like it. I've been to many other countries within North America, and uh, they're all different in their own way. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been like uh, Europe or anywhere else outside of uh, North America? No, I never left North America. Is there a place you want to go? Um, as of right now, not really. That's fair. I think Europe would be cool though. I've I've heard cool things over there. Many Europe friends is pretty cool. Taking trips, yeah. Have you ever been? Yeah, uh, I did a Euro trip literally just before the pandemic. It was like uh, end of twenteen. Went to okay. six countries, seven city in three weeks. I don't recommend doing doing it that quickly in that many places but yeah it was definitely interesting just backpacked well not backpacked i had one bag take all those like short flights that yeah. they have in europe and then just yeah it was it's worth doing when you're young for sure because at least yeah you get a little independence you figure things out you learn how to navigate and a lot of european speak english so you don't have to worry about the language barrier that much yeah it's, it's, a, it's definitely worth doing at least once I don't know if I would ever do it again. I mean, I'm not one of those, like, I gotta go see the world, travel people. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I've, I've visited a lot of the Caribbean islands. Okay. Yeah. That's where I tend to go, or have been. So, I was I was in the Caribbean when the pandemic hit. You were actually there? Yeah, I was there when it hit. What did that mean uh, for went you? For, uh, well, we were there when Canadian government decided to close down, or was saying they are going to close down the airports and airlines and all that so it was quite interesting on trying to figure out whether or not we had to leave early so we we almost cut our trip short but luckily we didn't and we managed to get home fine the the island we were at uh, i remember it being very dead though there's nobody there it sounds like that might be a good thing or not yeah yeah it was it was nice it was nice <laughs> okay you guys had a whole island to yourself yeah yeah basically dope. it was us and staff it was quite nice there. Was it because of the pandemic, or it just happened, and then it... Yeah. Like, okay. I think it was because of the pandemic, because everybody was scared about, you know, dying and everything, so... Which is, I mean, which is fair. I guess, but, like, if there's a virus traveling through the world, maybe an island is the best spot, to, if you can stay there. Yeah. But I guess you don't yeah. want to be cut off from home, either, so... Uh, yeah. That's a wild time. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it... Where... I don't know what it was like in Canada, but like, were they like, they had quarantines and stuff there, right? Yeah, we had a, yeah, we were all quarantined down as well. Um, I can't remember how long, but yeah, we took it quite seriously as well. The funny thing is, I was working for a pharmaceutical company at the time when all that was happening. And okay. Yeah, and then watching them like come up with a treatment in real time. It was kind of weird seeing this race for medicine and then all the supply chain wow. issues that came out of it and stuff. And I was on the inside, yeah. so I literally could, like, give people some information. We're working on this thing here. And 
like finding manufacturing facilities are kind of hard right now because they're trying to yeah. make all this other stuff too. It was wild, man. Yeah. It was wild. And I remember like the months going, like from January, people were spreading the information like, yo, this is serious, this is serious. And some people were taking it seriously, others weren't. By February, I follow certain people on Twitter. So they're like, yo, maybe you should like stock up on s- some stuff. Like, worst case, you just have a bunch of beans for the next year. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I remember I was that, that was us. Oh, uh, yeah, for real? Yeah. Yeah, we stocked up on a bunch of uh, like dried beans and stuff and bags and all that. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they're all sitting in the cupboard still. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I remember. I'm my, pretty sure uh, they're all still there. <laughs> my girlfriend at the time. I think she low-key was trying to make fun of me, like, yeah, nothing's going to happen. It's not that serious, blah, blah, blah. Look, like, these people, I've known them get a few things right on Twitter before. And worst case, I just have beans, so, like, and a bunch of toilet paper. I don't have (laughs) to worry about anything. But here's how I knew, like, possibly that to confirm what I was seeing on Twitter was I went to a bunch of grocery stores um, and shopping centers to find hand sanitizer. And this was in February. And they were all out completely. And I was just like, hold yeah. on, what's going on here? Why Why is every store I'm going to out of hand sanitizer? And this was before like um, any, any government announcements or anything. So this is like mid-February, um, at least in where I was living, uh, New York. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I go to a CVS. I'm like, you have any hand sanitizer? He's like, no, it's all out, except we have these like hand these like travel sized ones at the checkout. I was like, all right, cool. I just grabbed a bunch of those. <laughs> I was like, okay, I <laughs> yeah. bet you. And then I texted my family back home. I'm like, yo, this is serious. They're not telling us cause they probably don't want to cause any panic, but there is no hand sanitizer anywhere. And then you, if you go on Amazon and you try to buy, buy a hand sanitizer, it's all gone. I was like, okay, they haven't announced it, they ha- but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the local authorities went to all these stores and bought the hand sanitizer in preparation. Um, and yeah. then March came around and then my employer and then all the everyone started taking they're like, oh, shit, what the fuck? And then like a week yeah. into March, they're like, everyone go home, go home. We're working from home now. And I was like, wow, it, it's like all it took was like two, three weeks. And man, yeah. it was wild time, man. It was a wild time. Yeah, I remember when that hit. Uh, looking for hand sanitizer was a pain. Uh, I remember my dad had a work friend uh, from outside of Canada. I don't, I don't remember where he was from. I'm pretty sure it was the U.S. Uh, but he wanted to give him a large thing of hand sanitizer. Like I think it was like a thousand dollars worth of hand sanitizer, like some ridiculous amount. Uh, and he had some trouble getting through customs, so he poured this large bottle of hand sanitizer into little tiny individual ones. We have like four boxes of just hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But at least you guys were prepared. Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting groceries and whatnot. Uh, wiped down all of the groceries and everything, making sure that we didn't catch COVID. I don't know. It's just weird, like how sentiment and how people change based on, um, I guess, a lot of the things that they're watching. But like, yeah, like mid February, no. Yeah. Some people knew, other people didn't. I knew. But that's because I saw a few things on, on Twitter. But like, yeah. just even trying to tell people, just like, hey, maybe, you know, stock up, whatever. How it's weird. Like, and they don't remember either how they were. I remember. 
And the cool thing about, I think this is the best thing about having a podcast is being able to say, look, yeah. I said this shit before and it's recorded and here's <laughs> the episode. <laughs> yeah. I can cite myself and it's like, yo, that's yeah. what I said. Yeah. And so it's like, I remember one episode of the podcast, we invited like a, a friend of ours on and I was just breaking down the whole thing. Like, here's what's going on, man. And here's what you should be worried about. Here's where it's overblown and there are treatments available and blah, blah, blah. And it's like still up there. And so if anyone, I can always, if people are like, oh, no, you're just saying bullshit. It's like, nope, I have a podcast and it's recorded and it was dated too. It's cool. It's the one cool thing I didn't know about having a podcast, but it's yeah. like, it's what it is. Have you ever thought about like making yeah. content yourself? Uh, yeah, um, I did for a little bit. Slowed down now. Uh, I post stuff on YouTube. Nothing much. Um, just montages and all that of when I used to play. Okay. Yeah. Seems a hard game. It's a hard game. Um, yeah. Especially with like the Mr. Beast stuff. Like I think he kind of ruined YouTube, and I think YouTube too, but particularly like <laughs> yeah. the whole. I don't know. I remember the stuff that used to be on there. Like man, I hate yeah. to be that old guy who's just like, man, things were better back then, but they were better back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. This is weird. Uh, I feel you're playing a smart though. Multiple platforms. Yeah, yeah. It's like not sticking to one. Yeah, <laughs> they can't. That's the thing. I think that's the future. At least that's the idea I'm I'm playing with right now, or that's what I'm betting on. That it doesn't matter what platform you're on, as long as you're on multiple. Now the question is, how does a content creator turn it into a sustainable living if you're on multiple platforms? Because like Table yeah. Moments, this thing has a Twitter account, but I'm not active there. And so it's just like, all right, like, wouldn't it be cool if they could sort of like Patreon, but I think Patreon has its own issues, um, but like be yeah. able to. And so part of this whole like journey into content creation is also finding some of the problems that exist in the space and being able to build possibly solutions for them. So there's a lot of things that I can get out of this. Personally, I get to learn about people and the way they work and what they respond to. I get to build relationships with people by inviting them on the pod or live streaming with them, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, get to build a following that can be useful, not just for me, but for other people who want to come on too. And then also maybe solve some of the problems in this whole like content creation game. Because like, you know, getting banned. I mean, like if, if you spent so much time and energy building an audience and then YouTube can be like, nah, we don't like your stuff anymore. Even though it was cool yeah. like a few years ago. Just like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. I've been I've been working with some ideas and since I got into software, I'm thinking about a few things that I could possibly build to help alleviate this problem. And so then maybe someone could be on multiple platforms and still like be able to earn a decent living off of it. Because I think if I can solve the money problem, then Yeah. Then people can be more free. Because I see creators all the time. They're just Either they'll say what people want to hear, or they'll find their niche and just stick to it. And so they become the whole idea of like audience capture, where they lose um, all the other parts of their personality because they focused on the one thing that got that gets rewarded on social media. People yeah. find their lane and they stick to it because it's literally rewarded. It's like, what if we can solve that? And then if people are more free and they're more secure with their finances when it comes to this whole content thing, then maybe they can actually speak their mind finally. Because it's like, you know, people are careful about what they say when they're worried about losing their platform. You know, there they call it. They, yeah. I hate when people say their platform. It's not yours, bro. 
Like, it's the platforms. They could do whatever they want with it. They could kick me off of TikTok tomorrow, and I'd be like, ah, at least I got yeah. uh, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, ah, whatever. It's a lot of work, yeah. but whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. I'm not big. I think that's it. definitely a benefit of you using the multiple platforms, because you're not so worried about getting banned on one of them. You have the other ones there that you can go off of. So... It is what it is. I know it's harder that way, which, I don't know, I think it's worth doing hard things sometimes. Like, just, you know? Uh, yeah. It is what it is. I don't even like talking about it a lot. I, I talk about it a lot because I'm in it, but honestly, if there is a way, I, I don't even know how long this could last, just making content, talking. I like talking with people on live. I, live streaming is honestly, I think, the the best part of this whole game because you actually build a connection with people and you get to have a conversation instead yeah. of like the videos are cool too because you know i get to like exercise at least my creative juices and get a chance to do that write a script record some shit whatever eventually i want to get into like more complicated yeah. stuff software yeah cool. is there anything on your mind or things you wanted to talk about um no not really to be honest we could talk about pink tacos <laughs> they're all pink man <laughs> i think the pink's a little redundant yeah they're all pink <laughs> on the inside at least <laughs> i'm I'm surprised um twitch hasn't taken away that username from me yeah man it's weird how you're getting away with it <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought I was going to be down in the first week. I'm, I'm going to try to spend more time on Twitch to see, like, because it's definitely a different vibe. It's weird. I didn't realize, like, yeah. people on even different platforms are different, Um, which, I mean, I don't know, like, why that is, but it's just weird. Like, one of the things I noticed is, like, people, once they find a platform that they like, it's usually it's usually one or two platforms that people are active on. They have a really hard time switching. Um, yeah. So I'm sure it was pretty weird being on TikTok when you made that account, whatever. And then yeah. seeing all your comments get like uh, censored out. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, were, were you typing yeah. anything that was like, or or is it sort of like the stuff you were typing in Twitch? No, it was not like Twitch. Yeah. I was I like I knew TikTok was a lot more sensitive about the stuff you could say. Uh, I was I did not say anything that was too crazy. Okay. Sometimes I was confused. <laughs> yeah, their bots a little sensitive. I'm not sure why, but yeah. Uh, to bring up your point about the how people are different on each platform, I think it comes down to the rules and guidelines that each platform has. Like um, TikTok's a lot more sensitive about the stuff you can say, so it might make it a place more user friendly for people. For if say content creators don't want. People like me in their chats, you know, they'll, they'll stick to TikTok. I could see why they wouldn't want to go on Twitch. Um, where, um, unlike other people who don't mind the trolls like you, uh, they're, they're fine on Twitch and other platforms like it. So Before I started streaming on Twitch, I had the impression that it was a place sort of like how censorious TikTok is. But apparently... Like through practice, I guess you can get way get away with a lot more on Twitch. So maybe that that reputation they have of like unfounded. Yeah. What about the the e thoughts though? Is that a big problem there? Um, are you talking about like the content creators themselves? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say it is. I think that's like I don't know if it's purposeful, but I've seen some weird stuff on their recommended page. Um, just off of like a guest account as well. Uh, like, they've like got some weird, weird stuff on there. Um, 
Like they got people on there like full nude, but with like body paint on, and they're promoting this on like their front page that you don't even have to sign in to see this. Like you could have little kids just pull it up, and that's the first thing they'll see. No. Or yeah. What? No, oh my god. Yeah. yeah what yeah. the hell? That's crazy. Yeah, I think it's to try and pull more tw- attention towards it because they know they have competitors like Kick now. I-, I wonder if that has something to do with it. Also, before it wasn't a thing, or they're, now they're just being more lax with the rules because they don't want to lose streamers to... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that could be it as well. That's crazy. What? So you can, like, pollute? Because like, I'm assuming there are young kids. I mean, they could say all they want about, like, minimum ages, whatever, but, like, kids are going to be on Twitch if they see, like, fucking Kaisenat or something. going to be on yeah. there. Just, like, I see body paint on some thought. That's wild, yeah. bro. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, this is where I realize, like, their terms and conditions are just suggestions, depending on who you are, you know? Yeah. So it's like, if you're on the right side, if you say what they want, or if you're safe-ish, yeah, you can pretty much get away with a lot of things. Like, terms and conditions don't really apply. But then if you're, like, edgy, it's like, oh, now we're going to even make up shit sometimes. This whole game's rigged, man. Yeah. Fucking rigged. Yeah. That's why it's like, I'm not trying to get too dependent on any of this stuff because i'm like they could take it away tomorrow and come up with some bs reason for what i violated i i feel like it's like how the law a cop could watch you driving for a minute and find a bunch of laws you just broke i feel like the yeah. terms and conditions are the same way they'll just like yeah if they don't like you they'll find a way to justify kicking you off and so yeah that's, that's why like I, the andrew tate situation oh uh, yeah how do you feel about tate i don't have anything against him okay yeah i don't know you know, for a moment uh, on TikTok, like just mentioning his name got that video flagged and banned. Like, really? It was yeah earlier this year. I remember, like I had um, some videos, even old videos that I don't know. At some time in February, they got really sensitive because I don't know. You probably know he was everywhere. He was everywhere. People were taking yeah. his clips. They were cutting it up. They were making accounts. He was giving uh affiliate links and everything to promote so you they they were actually making money off this so i think it was a brilliant strategy by the way but he was everywhere and he had taken over tiktok and i was like that's the first time i've ever seen one person take on a platform and win okay (laughs) and and then they kind of got ptsd from it and so they're like any mention of this dude at all got that video flagged I remember I even did a stitch of someone else's video mentioning him without actually saying his name. That guy's video got banned and my stitch got banned. And wow. Yeah. I was in a sort of purgatory for like six months because my account warning, basically. Uh, It's just like, all right, all right, guys. guys." But then, you know, Twitch or if you want to be an e-thought or whatever, you have no problems. You can post whatever you want. Yeah. What was uh, your opinion about him? Uh, I like that he's waking people up. I think he's a little too superficial and materialistic, but I think it's a starting point for a lot of people. Like, you gotta appeal to, like, people's desires. And so from a, at least from a content creator standpoint, like, as far as getting broadest reach, he's saying what you need to say. And he's been in the game for a while. Like, I think people think it's just, oh, he blew up out of nowhere. It's like, no, this guy's been, where they get those clips of those streams are from streams from years ago. This guy's been going on interviews and all that stuff. So it's just like, he has the practice, so he knows what works, and he's appealing to a broad audience. And I think if he can wake up some people, 
I think it's worth it. Now, people don't like yeah. his methodology or how... I think he is like... He's kind of like a troll. He's kind of like a troll. Uh, but I think he's coherent and um, he says things in interesting ways. Not that anything he's saying is particularly insightful. I mean, I think a lot of the stuff he says is obvious, but it's just not obvious to your average person. Yeah. But I think it's a valuable service. So I was like, yeah, I'm cool with the guy. I fuck with yeah. that energy. I mean, I say shit all the time. So, <laughs> And it's funny because like, uh, all my friends and people who know me, when Tate started blowing up, they're like, dude, you sound like Andrew Tate. Or like you've always, because I've, but the cool thing is like I had the podcast, all the stuff he was saying, I, I've already said before. It's just on yeah. the pod. So it's like a lot of people don't listen to audio like that. And so, so it's like, okay, so maybe, maybe people fuck with the things I've been saying. They just, I haven't gotten the reach yet, which is, I'm cool with. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, and then also like a big theme of what I'm trying to share is at least trying to give a different perspective and try to be honest, at least in the way I pursue things. Man, we a lot of these people are going to lie and cheat if it means success for themselves on social media. And that's the part I yeah. don't really fuck with at all. I'm like, it's okay to grow slower if it means you get to keep your conscience, you know? Mm -hmm. And then also, I like edgy people. So <laughs> that's why I fuck with the trolls. I fuck with the people who say controversial things. Um, I fuck with the conspiracy theorists. Like, I like the weird... Uh, edgy people uh, they're way more interesting yeah. yeah they always have something to say yeah exactly something to say yeah that's what i've been about we'll see we'll see how these platforms evolve over time i think people who have been in the game for a long time see the transition predict what's going to happen now that tiktok's bigger like they're gonna yeah. probably play it, play it safer at the beginning when it first came out Obviously, they had help from people being locked in their houses, whatever, quarantined. But at the same time, yeah, they were given views so easy, bro. Like, and so, like, all these people who used to make stuff on TikTok, they're not getting the views anymore because you can't just... Oh, I would assume a lot of the... You can't even trust the numbers, the streams. Like, the number of people who watched the video, you don't know yeah. if that's made up or not. Like, it's yeah. just... I don't know. People are weird. Social media is weird, too. Yeah, I know a big thing used to be people buying subs and all that yeah. clout. I don't know if that's as big of a thing anymore, but... It's definitely a thing. It's definitely a thing. I got... So, yeah, I'm active on multiple platforms. Someone on Instagram reached out. They're like, hey, yo, I could give you a bunch of followers. Uh, I was like, I don't want to grow that way. Like, that's just not my thing. I want to do this in an honest way. So, literally, every yeah. single person who fucks with the content... They really fuck with the content. It's not like a uh, bot. Even though that's the right strategy. Yeah. If you just want to grow quickly, yes, buy followers because it's a persuasion thing. Like people want to be a part of the, the other people showing those numbers works. And so what this guy did, he just threw a bunch of bots at my account. And so I gained like 30 followers overnight. He's like, I could do more for you. I'm like, bro, like, no. <laughs> so I had to unfollow all those. But like, yeah. yeah, people still do it. People still do it. And like it i can't lie it works it works obviously for people they wouldn't be doing it if it didn't but at the same time it's like yeah. i don't know if people fuck with me or not if i lie to myself about this stuff because that's what they're doing mm -hmm. and so i'm like all right so the first person people lie to is to themselves and then they lie to others and so i'm like i'm not trying to do that like, you know what you really gotta fuck with the energy here if you want to be a part of it and that's the way i saw it and I remember like a year and a half, two years ago, it was like literally 12 followers on Instagram. It ain't anything impressive right now either. But I mean, I know for a fact that people yeah. who follow it, it's because they saw a video 
or they like the energy or they saw a stream and they're like, you know what? They, they fuck with the energy. And so it's just like, yeah. it's a genuine thing, which I don't think people value that much anymore. It just sucks. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's whatever. People are people. It's one of the things I've always struggled to like understand. I was always an introvert. And um, yeah, being being out there like this has definitely been a learning experience for sure. Yeah. Is there anything you want to bring up or anything you want to plug? No. <laughs> I did not come here to plug anything. Okay. Well, I mean, you're always welcome to come back, or maybe you want to bring other people on, or maybe with, um, what's his name? Pooholes. Pooholes. Do you guys actually yeah. know each other? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, when, when we found you, there was four of us. <laughs> okay. Kind of two now. <laughs> yeah, you guys are the Twitch yeah. crew, huh? <laughs> yeah, there was four of us going around from stream to stream. Oh, okay. When we stumbled upon you stuck around oh wait so do you guys just like troll together yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's what we're doing oh, that's what's up i like that <laughs> yeah i don't know we gotta grow do you guys have a name for your crew no okay. no you guys need to come up with a name and then well let's see if we can recruit and i don't know if you guys want to recruit but i think it'd be hilarious if you guys just <laughs> that's a cool group. idea <laughs> yeah yeah just go to streams and just like <laughs> obviously like a lot of people aren't gonna be as open to you guys as i was but i think it'd be hilarious um i don't know it'd be funny when it became a thing it'd be funny if it became a thing like a club you know like fight club but yeah, yeah. Like, like troll club and then it became a thing. <laughs> yeah that would be cool yeah, so we got to get him on uh, the next time we, yeah, next time we're yeah. together. I do genuinely like your content. Oh, for real? It's, yeah, it's interesting to listen to. You You always have uh, something to say about everything. Yeah, and that's, a, I don't know, I feel like that's a problem a little bit because it's like there's no set thing. But at the same time, I like the freedom where it can go anywhere. Sort of like, I guess, this podcast. And that's the whole idea behind Table Moment. I tried uh, finding your YouTube channel at one point. I searched up your name. It was all WWE. Yeah. That's all yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. I should have done research yeah. on the name. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's like, oh, man, that sucks. It's so like the challenge now, the joke with YouTube right now is got to get the account big enough that it becomes if, if we can get the term table moments to be the channel as the first result yeah i'll call it a success on youtube <laughs> and then plus i think it'd be funny yeah. maybe as like some celebratory milestone kind of thing i don't know how big i haven't set anything but it would be funny like maybe reaching a certain point of success with the the podcast or table moments or whatever that we actually do a real life yeah. table moment so i would probably like have someone throw me on a table just to celebrate this <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be cool yeah that'd be so cool and then do it on a live stream i think would be even better <laughs> well that would be great yeah 